If you were to try to seduce me, how would you do it? I'd get a nice, big old, sweet, beautiful, buttery stack of pancakes. <laughs> With a buttery, and, flaky crust. And put them right next to my giant salt lick. Because I'm a deer. Oh my God. Well, what I would do is, since you have eyebrows and a mustache, I would just grow out like a chin strap, and then when we kiss, we would make a full hairy face. Oh my god. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Could I get a number one with a large fry and a medium chocolate shake? Flapjack! Are you feeling the fantasy? Fawn? No, I'm not. Well, hi, Fawn. Hi. It's been a minute. It has. Hey, hi, everyone. Sorry we've like disappeared from your Apple podcast screens for so long, but we're yeah. excited to be back. Yeah. Nice to be back in your ear holes. Yeah. So I think we just wanted to take some time to like explain why we've been gone for a while and just to catch up because it has been a minute since we've talked. Um, So I think like the biggest thing that happened with us taking a break was our, the, the platform that we use to post the podcast actually stopped giving us monetization. So you may have noticed in the like last few episodes that we posted whenever we went to a break, there were no ads, but now Spotify has bought the platform that we were on and has given us back that monetization. Um, well, wasn't Spotify the one that took it away in the first place? It will no. So it was owned by anchor, right? You were like anchor. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, easy, just like me. Um, that, yeah. So they got bought by Spotify. I thought it, they took away our ad after they bought were bought. No, they did. But it, I think it was just to change out. Like, so it went from anchor. Cause now you're going to hear that we have an ad for Spotify for podcasters. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be providing a penny per play. And it wasn't, I mean, we don't do this podcast for the money, but it certainly helps because when we're as busy as we have been for the last month or so, it just is hard to do this for (laughs) absolutely no pay. And we still have all this equipment to pay for. Exactly. Yeah. We made a big investment to make this happen. So send us some money. Or if you want to sponsor the podcast, I mean, we could totally work out a deal where you pay us a little money, maybe a lot of money, and then we'll have you, we'll insert your ad on all of the different episodes. We, we, We can have you all the way in season one and continue in our upcoming episodes that will finish out season two, three, four, five, and 17. Right. (laughs) <laughs> so what else have you had going on? I mean, it's it's been that, but it's also been that we've just been so busy this month. So like, what, what's what been going on? I don't know. I haven't really been that busy. You know, I just you like... You fucking liar. I feel like every time I talk to you, Fawn, you're like, and I have this, and I have this, and I have to make a look for this. Oh, and I had to do this hair. Oh, and then I got attacked. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um... Well, for May, I have like, what, seven gigs, I think. Oh, for the month of May? Yeah. Yeah. It's a busy month. Busier than expected. Um, But while we were gone, brunch happened, which we were both at. I got to Felice. Yes. 
debut the deer suit that Spiky airbrushed for me. It looks so good. Just wait till I stone it some more. Oh, you're stoning it more? Yeah. You are encrusting yeah. this deer. I Move wanted- over, cocaine bear. Now we have stoned deer. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I really want to just, before I get my photo shoot in it, I want to get maybe a little bit bigger stones just to sprinkle in. And then I want to mm. get some, like, because I have 20s on there now, SS20s, I want to get a little bit of 30s to sprinkle in and then go in with some 16s and really just, like, stone the fuck out of it and then get a promo sh- photo done in it i love it let me know when you get that promo done because i don't know maybe that could be the new podcast all right that'd be fun because i mean i also have a little look that could match that spiky did for me mm. uh, that would be yeah that'd be really cute so we'll and see the, mm, what else happened i mean i almost died yeah tell us about that um, and like for real like that seemed really intense yeah I, yeah, that was very intense. So trigger warning, um, featuring gun violence party. Um, I was going to pick up the bodysuit from spiky and I was like almost back to, um, my partner's place and I was getting off the interstate at a, you were getting off on the interstate. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fawn. Have some decency. Um, uh, talk about a shooting something. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> shooting alone. Um, no, That's but I was, what sparked this in the first place. Um, I was getting off the interstate and some, I was like trying to get into the lane to get off the interstate and somebody like cut me off to get on because it was, I'm not going to go into detail about what area this was because privacy. Um, but it was like one of those where oh, the people are getting on as you're trying to like get over to get off. Yeah. And so the person that was like getting on cut me off. So I had to like slow down a little bit. And then the person behind me like almost rear ends me and then honks at me. And I'm like, this isn't my fault. Yeah. And you're not a goose. Don't honk at me. So I just flipped him off. Oh. And then. You flipped that bird. You flipped the goose. I could tell they were really like not happy with that and we're feeling aggressive whenever we were like turning at the exit we turned separate ways and i thought i heard like two things hit my car like them throw something and i was just like they're just upset and (laughs) they're just throwing things at me yeah that's normal behavior um and so like i turned a different i had gone a long way to get into the neighborhood that my partner lives in and then they end up being behind me because they ended up going a different way and I had like passed them and they start tailing me through um, my partner's neighborhood and like trying to get beside me on like busy roads trying to get up beside me Oh my god! and then a car would be coming so they couldn't and then I turned down the road where my storage unit is and they got beside me and like we're like going side by side down this like just a regular two lane road and they like pull out a gun and point it at me and I like slam on the brakes and they slam on the brakes and then I start going backwards and they start going backwards and then I just like floor it and yeah, you gotta get out of there. Oh my God. Um, I ended up going down the wrong way of a road. It was like a two lane road, but there's a barricade in, be- ah! like, in between. Oh my God. Fawn. Um, but I got away and then I like was panicking 
Yeah. And then I find, and then I realized what I thought when they, I thought they threw something at me. What I actually heard was a gunshot because there's a bullet hole in my gas cap. <gasps> oh my God. They hit your car. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. And then it was kind of one of those things. Wait, so, so this wasn't even the person who cut you off. This was the person who was behind you. Yeah. So uh, I wonder if they just didn't see that. And then they just thought you were being aggressive for no reason. Like, like they were like, why are, why are they slamming on their brakes? And I mean, I didn't either even way, like, there's no slam excuse on the it, brakes but, either, though. Mm, yeah. I don't know. But still, it's I not was, right. <sighs> and the, like gun violence is such a huge issue in this damn country. And you literally, know? um... 30 minutes after that, there was a double shooting just a few blocks away from where all of that happened. And one of the people died. And I wonder if it might be the same person. I don't have any Gosh. evidence to prove, but... I mean, if it's in the same area. It was the same area and two people got shot and one of them died. Like right after that. Ugh. Well, we're starting the podcast off with something fun. <laughs> Oh my god! I haven't even like made a post about it on Facebook because I didn't like want it to be one of those like stupid sympathy things, you know. I feel, and also like take the time you need with that because that's really intense. Because we were supposed to record like that day or the day after that or something, right? Like, and yeah. we ended up canceling because that happened. Yeah. It, so, and that was like also the week before brunch. Yeah, and, it was, and like I had. It's to get, always hectic. I had to get my, I had to get the deer suit stoned. Because, like, I didn't get it for the original performance that I wanted it. So I was like, if I'm going to be wearing this for brunch, I'm not going to be able to wear it again for a while. I want to have this the way that I want it. Yeah. So I stoned it for brunch. and So, like, it was one of those things. I really didn't even have time to process it until after brunch. Like, I got in my car after. Yeah. This is really sad. But I got in my car after brunch, (laughs) and I started crying because, like... (sighs) Yeah. Also, I mean that that was kind of a hectic brunch day. Like it yeah. was, it was just, it was a fun brunch, and like I, it was really great to be around everyone. I felt like there was a good energy. Like I had, I had so much fun getting to work with everyone. I but, mean, I did a full makeup change during. Yeah, brunch. like you had a lot going on. You were also like hosting, and then you know things happen at drag shows. There's sometimes technical errors, and you were dealing with that. So I'm sure like the stress of it just was not healthy. Oh, I also saw Orville Peck. Yes. For Mark and I's anniversary. That's another thing. We had an anniversary. <gasps> oh my God. Us too. Um, Twins. And so we went to go see Orville for our anniversary. And it was so cute. I love it. We got all dressed up and gay. How how was Orville? Also, I heard that he went to um, Owl's like right yeah, after. I'm really upset that I didn't go to Owl's. I know. Like It seems like it would have been really fun. Right. So. Um, Orville had a drag entertainer. Ooh. From Nashville. Uh. That was like on tour with him. That came out right after doing Queen of the Rodeo, which is a very special song to me. It helped me get me through the pandemic. Mm. Like it was one of those songs that I was like, this feels like it's about a drag queen. And yeah. even like the music video has like Louisiana Purchase. Yeah. Um and I was just like, it helped me get through the pandemic. So it was like holds a special place in my heart. And yeah, is really my like favorite Orville song. I think it was my first Orville song. The first song I heard. And then after doing that, had a drag entertainer from Nashville come was it, out. Was it a, a queen or? Yeah. Oh, uh, what was the? 
What, do you know their name? Um, it's been a while. I followed them. Okay, her name is It's Binna. Last um, name While. It's like no. <laughs> um, something n- Noel Paris. Something Noel Paris. Okay. Something Alexia Noel-, Noel Paris. Alexia Noel Paris. How was she? She was fantastic. Oh, I love it. Um, it was a really good concert. Periodically, he would stop between sets and like would have a rose ceremony and would hand a rose to somebody that was either just vibing really hard or like he liked their outfit. He would like call them and they get a rose. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like bachelor style. Yeah. That's so fun. Although it's kind of, <laughs> it, I feel like that's like, um, you're like giving a gold star to people in the audience. Like you're doing a good job, sweetie. Keep it, <laughs> keep it going. Um, it's like a nice incentive to people to have fun. But it was also just really nice how pro drag and trans. Yeah. He was vocally on the mic at, and it was like the day that we were finding out about the Alabama stuff, the Alabama stuff Ugh. that like the public didn't know. But like those of us that were being the most directly affected by it, were finding out about it. Right. Um, and we are going to cover the Alabama and Florida drag band stuff in our news segment later today. <sighs> but I also call his pick at the end of the show. You call his dick? His pick. <laughs> I wish I'd call his dick. Oh, uh, me too. Um, but yeah, I got the pick at the end of the show. I also, did, I sh- did you see what I wore? I thrifted my outfit that day. No, I didn't see. Show me, show me, show me. Um... I literally thrifted my outfit that day. It was like a pleather top with a pleather skirt that somehow matched. Um, pleather. It was like black, pleathery, vinyl leathery material. Let me. There's one picture. Oh, there. that's so cute. And then. Was it like a set when you found it? No, they were separate pieces that I found at the thrift store the same day. Oh, I love that. Oh, uh, and look at Mark. Like Mark looks so cute too. And I couldn't find my um, tinted moisturizer, so I went without makeup on. <laughs> I would have gone fully in drag, but it was our anniversary. Yeah, I, there have been so many things recently where I was like, should I go in drag? But I am feeling horribly burnt out right now from drag. And I'm like, you could not pay me. if you like. If I don't have to be in drag, you could not pay me to do it. I was in heels know? all night anyway. Uh-uh. No. I um, ain't doing it. If it would not have been our anniversary, I would have gone in drag. Yeah. Because I also think I would have gotten special attention from Orville if I had gone in drag. Probably. And I want special attention from Orville. I mean, who doesn't? It you just, Whoreville? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the uh, Dr. Seuss After Dark version. I Not told, Whoville, Whoreville. I told Mark, I was like, next time we go see Orville, I'm going in drag. Yeah. I I find that going in drag to things just for fun, it gets you special treatment that I live for all the time. And especially when it's a queer musician. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, for me... So the last four weeks, there there have been a lot of things that have been going on. I mean, I I think we left off from the pod with me talking about getting ready for Austin International Drag Festival and what that was going to entail. And I went, and that had a I had a wonderful time. I mean, I, did I tell you about the Easter number? Um, I've heard about it, girl, but the podcast has not heard about it. Oh my god. Okay, so I was in Austin, right? It was, I had a fabulous time. Like, 
so much. But I did trail a little bit off the official Austin International Drag Festival schedule because Bulimian Rhapsody invited me to a show with them in Louisiana Purchase that was at a place called Cheer Up Charlie's and also had a friend who recently moved to Austin. You know uh, Juan? You don't know Juan? Juan? Anyways, hi Juan. Juan who? Juan. Uh, you know, I don't know his last name, but it's, I know on, I think on Instagram, I don't know if I should say it, but anyway, Juan Andres? Andres? I don't know. He's maybe. Colombian. Anyways, we were there and we hung out a lot with him and he like got tickets and um, it, when we went out after like the day's events, uh, we would go to cheer up Charlie's most of the time and we got to see this number. It was an Easter themed show. And first of all, I have to say like drag in Birmingham, I... I, I don't I don't want to say this where I'm like hating on Birmingham because I'm not. I, it's just so starkly different from what we saw that entire time that we were in Austin. And my two biggest feelings were inspiration and insecurity because whenever I performed, I felt like I feel like I am the weird girl in Birmingham. You know, like I whenever I do a show, you know? I do. Yeah, totally. Because I'm like. I, I feel like I do these out of the box concepts that to me are very out of the box. But then when I go somewhere like Austin, where you're surrounded by these people, there's a shit ton of camp on a Kiki people there, like all the greats and Clinica. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Clinica. <laughs> and, but like you see these numbers and you're like, Oh my God, like these people are so creative. Like yeah. I'm kind of creative, but these people are mind blowingly creative. Anyways, focus on this at this Easter show. It opens with bulimian Rhapsody, right? And they have two, uh, backup dancers dressed up like the Easter Bunny, you know, like the full thing, like the full like headpiece and all that. And Bulimian comes out also dressed as an Easter Bunny, um, but you could see their face. And they were like lip syncing this song, and then they brought out a giant carrot that had been made of paper mache, so it looked like a pinata, you know. And it was they crucified it. They crucified this giant carrot up on a board, up on a cross, and then. Bulimian, addressed as the Easter Bunny, got a knife and cut it open. And it like all of its insides spilled out on the stage. And it was uh like Easter eggs and candy and you know, like the grass that's in like a Easter basket, you know, like the little trimmings. Mm-hmm. All of that just spilled out and they were like throwing it into the audience. It was amazing. Totally mind-blowing. Also, we got to see lots of other amazing um people at that show, but it closed with this number that everyone was talking about. Like the whole show, people would plug like, oh, y'all need to stick around, make sure you see this last legendary number. And we were all like, what's gonna happen? And every single entertainer was kooky and crazy one after the other. I mean, Louisiana did this burlesque thing. Another entertainer did like this thing where they ate eggs and the eggs were like full of blood. But the final entertainer was named Cupcake. And she comes out and She's just wearing like a little pink crop top and a pink tutu. She's one of these no body girls, but believe me, she has body. And she lays eggs. Like, and what you think I mean by that? I wish I could have seen that. I do. Oh, oh, you, I'm sure you will. They said this was the 10th year that she has done this number. So there's a, she comes up on the stage and at one point she like, turns around, pulls down her skirt so that you can see her asshole. And that hole had seen some better days, I'll tell you. <laughs> and then she just starts... I bet she's got a Twitter. Oh, probably. She just starts to push and this one drop of lube came out. <laughs> and from that moment, like everyone's jaw was on the floor. People were screaming. People died. This was gay rights and people were killed. Nobody died at Stonewall. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and she dropped that first egg out and everyone went, ah! 
<laughs> like it was crazy. And apparently she had three inside of her. We only saw two. Uh, were these like plastic eggs or were these like those, um, the alien egg dildo thing? No, it looked like a like a like a plastic Easter egg that you would you know go on an Easter egg that hunt and be able to open safe. it. I, so I heard through the grapevine. Like I've been doing a lot of research on this number because this is like like I think if I did this in Birmingham, I think I would go to jail. Like yeah, right away, fully. right away. Fully. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think you could get away with this in Birmingham. No. <laughs> That's why Especially I was so not people shocked. recording. Yeah, I know, right? It, yeah, and <laughs> but it was a mate like. Uh, it was it was so great just to be in this environment of and everyone knew this is an adults only show like they made that very very clear um it was in a 21 and up uh venue like you know it so but it was it was great to be in this environment where things were just so off the wall and crazy you really didn't know what to expect i had so much fun um but it made me want to like it, it, I, I can't really tell what it did for me because I've, I haven't been able to stop thinking about being in Austin and all the amazing numbers that I saw. But at the same time, I'm like, how am I ever going to amount to this? You know, how am I ever going to get this kind of a reaction? Yeah. Cause it's, it's hard. So, but I also have to remind myself, I've been doing this for three years. There's, there's still a lot of room to grow and I just need to, I can have it all. I just can't have it all at once. So I just need to take my time with it. Um, I'm trying to think what else was amazing about Austin. It's been a, a couple of weeks. Um, you, you know, you got to, we had this Camp Wanakiki show that was just a showcase of Camp Wanakiki uh, entertainers. And that was a blast. I had so much fun. I got to perform with Miss Kitty Litter ATX. Yeah. And she was such a legend. Um, <laughs> she did this really funny number uh, at the Iron Bear um, where she, she did like uh, Rihanna what's that uh, but anyway she was dressed as like the she like married frankenstein on stage um oh. yeah and it was like a just disturbia i think is what it was it was so funny um and she like did her own parody of it um coleslaw clinica coco jim holiday diana fire was there i love diana so much we got a really cute photo together at the booth i love her and i look like a woman with very thick eyeliner got to tell you I, th- I was very proud of that pic. i love her so much yeah she was really fun to be around um yeah and, oh she's and, also hot out of drag mm-hmm very beard um she had or xenon tv was also there and hosted one of the days of austin international drag festival it, she was so sweet to be around um anyways and anytime we saw clinica or geneva perform a number it was it was a total slay geneva did this one where she fell in love with a lamp and like she, she started out as a moth, right? And she, and uh, you remember, um, guest of the pod, Petty, Biggie uh, Taters. Biggie Taters, yes. So Biggie was actually the lamp. Oh and my god! She, she was just wearing a t-shirt that said lamp, and then like had the a lampshade on her head. And so, uh, Geneva goes on stage, dresses the moth, and falls in love with the lamp, and then uh, like tries to like have sex with the lamp. <laughs> And then at one point, like sticks their hand in the light bulb and gets electrocuted. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, and Clinica did a number uh, where they were a, they did two numbers that I was like obsessed with. Um, they were like a dinosaur and they fell in love with a meteor, very similar to like the vibe of Gen- Geneva's. But then the other one was this uh, Ted Cruz as the serial killer. Um, oh my God. As the as Zodiac, Zodiac killer. killer. Yes. And they completely rewrote internet conspiracy theories are wild. <laughs> they really are. But Clinica's mind is wilder. Uh, 
they uh and what do they do they so what's that song bringing sexy back uh i'm bringing sexy back yeah so they wrote a parody of that and it's just clinica's voice and i it made me wonder like how would how would a number like that go over if i like just recorded my own voice in in a parody i should maybe i should try it but it was hilarious they they called out every single zodiac it was it was fun. It started with like an interview, and then anytime someone would start to ask about a zodiac, uh, Ted was like, "No, no, I can't answer that." Are you a Scorpio? Well, it's time for you to go. And then they pulled out a knife and like chased people in the audience. So funny. So I had a great time there, and I am just trying to cope with like understanding where, my place in the world as an entertainer at this point. Yeah. Um, especially with not uh, with with my plan to not go quite as hard this year. Um, right after we got back, I had a two week break. It was so nice <laughs> to not have to do makeup or like shave my face. I felt a little bit more like a human again. And it's one of my big goals right now to just focus on me out of drag and to feel more like a person. Cause so much of my attention has gone to flapjack. I feel like the other important areas of my life, like my actual job <laughs> and my partner, my health and well-being, it's all just been put on the back burner. And I want to be able to fix that and yeah. and feel more well-rounded all the time. Um, but it's hard, especially right now with the bills that are being passed. It's like, how am I supposed to find that time? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild, right? Because you're already like, oh, well, I'm going to try to take some time off. But then these other things come around and it's like, nope, you can't really take that break that you want. I'm telling myself that I'll allow myself a break in July. Yeah. I'll allow myself a break when I'm dead. Cause like <laughs> I'm also, I've been styling hair more. I've been sewing more. I'm in the middle of a new costume right now. And I'm like also just like trying to get to where I'm making drag to sell, not just making drag for me because yeah. a bitch needs money. So like, I am even more busy. Yeah, but like also I can whip out a bodysuit like that. So I love it. You better whip it out. Yeah, I mean that that is the other thing too. Like if when you're make when you make the money, it's it's easy to it's a bit easier to cope with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like so much of what we've done recently has been like just passion project after passion project where rather than like a money making endeavor. And it's like, uh, even like sewing, it's like, I know yeah. I'm going to make money back performing in this outfit, but also at the same time, I'm spending all of this money just to make this outfit. Meanwhile, I have, I'm getting grander and grander costume yeah. ideas mm-hmm. because I'm tired of wearing bodysuits. So it's like, I need something to fund this because I'm trying to style bigger and better hair. I'm trying to style, make bigger and better outfits. Like this outfit that I'm working on, if it turns out good, I'm going to look so pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. Hopefully not as pussy as my pussy look though. Oh my God. Um, you know, Catherine Nevitz, former comedy queen. She, I had a conversation with her once where she, she said, if you really want to survive in this business, you've got to learn how to turn, something that you don't really use anymore into your next big thing. And that is what I want to get to. Um, because I have, I, I was going through during the two week break. I like cleaned my drag closet a bit. Cause my, the whole, the studio where we record, it was completely trashed with drag. And so once I finally got everything back in there, I was like, there's so much of this that I really haven't worn since like my first one or two months of doing drag. Yeah. I've just been holding on to it. So I really need to find a way to repurpose um, 
So, because I, I feel like I need to show new looks and new numbers, uh, but I just, I ain't got the money right now, you know? Right. Um, but speaking of money, I did make some money recently at the different brunches that we had going on. And one of my favorite ones that I got to do was the cap pride pageant or pride, excuse me, cap pride brunch at high wire brewing. Um, that was the day after the stardom brunch. And I was just I don't know. I realized that I had had a moment of some did, big growth. Did you have like a night show that weekend too? Yes. I did three shows that weekend. I like, I went right off that two week break and was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I was just crying, shaving off my beard. <laughs> and um, the, yeah, so I did a show at Icon. Big shout out to Genesis for letting me jump on. Bon Bon had actually made some hair for someone who lived in Tuscaloosa. So we needed to go to Tuscaloosa anyway. Yeah. And we wanted, we had never been to Icon. So we just, I, I asked Genesis if, if I could jump on and do a number in the show. So I had that one. And then I did the Stardom brunch the next day. And then I did the High Wire brunch that Sunday. And it was, it was a blast. Like, yeah, if, you had a good time with Genesis, didn't you? I did. Yeah, we had a really nice time. She'll uh, get you drunk. She, oh yeah, she'll get you drunk. Oh, that's what you meant. I was like, "Where are we going with this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got. Oh, Lord have mercy. She loves a shot or yeah. two or three and it's or always four. Tequila. Always, always tequila, tequila. Um, but yeah. Anyways, at that cat brunch, I, I really wanted to have a moment. I got to host, and I was hoping to have my moment where I could just talk on the mic solo have no assistance just talk to the audience make them feel welcome because the thing i always admired about my own drag mother mariah taylor or big comedy queens like trixie deluxe was their ability just to go up there and make people feel at home and talk on the mic for a while didn't matter how long they needed to vamp they could just do it and i really got that chance at this brunch and i felt like i slayed it like there are things i could improve but overall i was really happy with it just to know yeah i got this i can totally do this I feel like I'm like coming into my own as like the pro I want to be. Um, so that was really nice. And the, Oh, I also want to talk about the pride pageants. Yeah. Those were so fun. Yes. Big shout out to your, my daughter, the reigning miss central Alabama pride newcomer. I'm so proud of her. Wamana J. Wiles. Wamana J. Wiles. And also just a PSA for everybody. She goes like your, People call her Wo Wo, like her friends call her Wo Wo, but her official entertainer name is Wamona J. Wiles. So if you are a, if you're booking a show, make sure you announce her as such um, and list her on flyers as Wamona J. Wiles. Only introduce her as that bitch. It's that this, burger bitch. That bitch. She got a crown and now she thinks she's going to do anything. She's Please hot welcome shit. to the stage, that burger bitch. <laughs> oh, Lord, lay out the tarp. The tarp and the. <laughs> the toppings are going to get on the floor. Uh, yeah, but I was very proud of her because she, we talked a lot. She talked with Mariah and she talked with um, our friends and like really put in the work. And I, I think she did such a great job in earning that. Yeah. Also, huge congratulations to my sister, Karis. Yay. For, um, snatching the Miss Central Alabama Pride title. She killed it. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. I'm so obsessed with her. Yeah, she did a great job. I'm very proud of her, too. Um, I got to help, I yeah. got to go backstage and help with all of her hair throughout the night. I love it, and yeah, she really slayed. I it, honestly, everyone did such a good job this year. I was really glad that there there were a lot of people who came out to that. Yeah. Um, to compete, I mean, we had six newcomer competitors, 
and there were at least two in every category otherwise. Um, so it was a great night. Yeah. And also congrats to all Central Alabama Pride title holders. We just happened to be really close with Wimona J. Wiles and Kareth. Yeah. It's a good it's a good court this year. This it, was like one of the best courts all around that we've had in a while. I totally agree. Oh, and congrats to Cam Cam, who I passed down um, the mix title to. I don't know who that is. You never heard of her? No. <laughs> she or well, they they use all pronouns. So it's it's fine. Um <laughs> for they wore a wig for the crowning and they have never really worn a wig before yeah and i just love those photos of cam like in that in that wig like with the crown (laughs) because it's so different for them i'm living for cam wearing dresses yeah me too and they do it like in and out of drag i want to see them buck in a gown though because they know how to buck i want to see them buck in a gown you as a deer would love to see a buck i'm sure oh Oh, I tried this energy drink. I had already tried it, but I got two different other flavors for brunch um, because I was doing the deer thing for brunch. It's called Bucked Up. Oh, that's Bucked Up. And it's got a deer on the can. I love it. I was like, we're going full deer fantasy today. I did the deer makeup and I was like, (laughs) we're going to get a deer energy drink. (laughs) Now you just need some camo and you'll look like you're from St. Clair County. I mean, (laughs) I'm from Jefferson, but just uh, if I was a little bit further away, I could either be Bibb or Tuscaloosa County. Oh, not Bibb. Okay. I hate Bibb, but my uncle lives there. Oh, hi, Uncle Fawn. You. (laughs) Well, speaking of Karis, I believe we have a new five-star review. Yes, we do, don't we? Yes. So if you write a five-star review for Flapping and Fawning Podcast, you can do that either on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page. That helps us out so very, very much. And we like to say thank you by reading your very words from our mouth holes to your ear holes. So what's our new five-star review? I wish I could read the whole title. Apple does this thing where you can't see the whole title. But it's a message from the Queen's dot, 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 from the Bubblegum (laughs) Goddess. Five stars. Good afternoon, my fellow non-binary friends. My review is long overdue as I have started, (laughs) then been pulled away by my ADD many times before. (laughs) The two of you are so genuine and fun together. As I listen, I imagine we are all having a coffee together at the round late at the round lady. Having a coffee together at the Round Ladies as the cast of The View. That Jefferson County education did you good. Right. I imagine myself in a well-tailored baby pink dress suit, skirt instead of pants, of course. I'm a little confused why the tall woman has a mustache, but (laughs) we all have our days where we don't feel like shaving. JK, I love you both and have been very impressed to watch your journey and commitment to the pod. I'm always honored when you bring both bring me up and still waiting on my invitation in the mail. Love you both and love the pod. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Karis. I think Karis was actually our first ever like shout out or name drop. Yeah. You remember, I think it was for the snatch game review of all star seven. And we said, kinky Karis is so kinky. Oh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love you. Thank you. Karis. We need to have her on very soon. So obsessed with her she's been itching to get on the pod but that also might just be the syphilis i'm just so obsessed with her yeah how obsessed are you i don't know <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> nice i'm uh, good you, you know the rules of improv that's for sure yes yes and um also a uh, tradition on our show is during the first segment to talk about the plugs that we have for upcoming shows 
We don't have any of those, do we? No, we're giving up. We're all quitting drag. This is the end. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Just kidding. Okay, so this week uh, and every second Wednesday of every month, we have drag bingo at Highwire Bruin. Yes. So I realize whenever I'm at Highwire, I say, Highwire Bruin, how y'all doing? And I just love that little rhyme. But anyways, the show I'm starts. I'm glad you do. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very talented. It starts at 730 and it's free to play. Remember, it's five squares across for a bingo, except for the last one when we come up with a special shape. Someone always somehow manages to get it wrong. But it's fine. We still love you anyway. Just I really want to like mix it up and make y'all do an F one time, but I just don't think y'all will it's be too able difficult. to handle it. Yeah, I know. I mean, we they need can a barely... diagram. <laughs> we do. They can barely handle like large squares or total blackouts. We need to like <laughs> just get a whiteboard. Yeah. And, like this is the shape. I've seen it before. I think there's it's like these expensive machines probably where I've you like where light people... it up on the on like a big square. I've seen people do like projectors too. Oh, maybe we should do a projector. I think you're projecting though. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. So also big event next week, we have roast in peace, angel face. Uh, and I can't believe that is finally here. We've been talking about it for six months and that means I actually have to do the show now. So, uh, yes, it, it will I be, guess I better get to start writing. Jokes. I know. Gotta come up with something to read these horse. Uh, I, it will be at Birmingham festival theater on Thursday, May 18th. You can get the tickets. It'll, uh, doors open at six 30. Um, show starts at seven 30. You can get tickets at bftonline.org. Also, this is an announcement. Uh, the first ever announcement for a show. On Saturday, May 20th at 12.30 p.m., we will be having another family-friendly drag show at the Birmingham Festival Theater. Tickets, again, are also available at bftonline.org. Cast is almost solidified, so we'll be announcing that very, very soon. So make sure you're keeping an eye on our social media where we'll be getting those up. We've, We've had a lot of people reaching out, asking about family-friendly drag shows ever yeah. since the first one. So I'm excited to be bringing that back. I'm hoping it'll, it can be something that is more regular. And we also have one more show at the end of the month. It's a busy May. We also have the <laughs> Flapping and Fawning Takeover for DIY. Yes. That is going to be Saturday, May 27th at 7 p.m. And if you need something to do that morning, you can catch me at Karis Drag Brunch. All stars at the start And if you need something to do that night, you can <laughs> go to the Quest Club and catch me. <laughs> you can catch three shows in one day. It's a Yeah, it's a full day of drag for us. Uh, and, you know, we work very, very hard. Like, you know, Anchor took away our monetization. I'm glad that we have Spotify for podcasters to bring it back for us. But we did lose some uh, income at that time. So if you are feeling generous, head on over to the link in our bio and grab some flapping and fawning merch. You can get your our, our faces on a mug that you can sip from uh, or a sticker to put around town. Yeah. Put it on your hole. Go vandalize something. Be gray. Yeah. Be gay. Do crime. <laughs> Be gray. Be gray. Do crime. I think we need a break. And we are back. Yay! Talking about drag TV. There's been a lot on television with drag recently and announcements and things like that. Um, Starting with the biggest one. You know, we never actually finished reviewing season 15. Right. But spoiler alert, Sasha Colby won. Yeah, mother. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, she's a (laughs) G-O-D-D-E-S-S. Bitch, I'm a goddess. I actually did not expect to love that song as much as I do. I find myself listening to it quite a lot. It's good. It's good. 
<laughs> yeah. She had the best individual performance of the night. Easy. Easily. Like, 100%. I still think Mistress should have been in the top two instead of Anitra, but... For the performance? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just... It was one of those situations where I knew Sasha was going to win, you know? Like, so I didn't really expect... I, I didn't really care who else was up there. Right. Right. It I'm was the like, motherfucking queen of drag and she amazes me. Oh yeah, you, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. When they, when they put that in the reunion, it was like, okay, obviously she's won this. Right. right? Like RuPaul just said that. <laughs> um, so yeah. What do you think for Sasha Colby? What do you think this means for drag race and um, the I mean, drag she's, community? She's already going on interviews and talking yeah. about the bills and legislation. I think it was. I think it's correct. Yeah, there could not be a better representative at this point. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, and gosh, I, I can't stop thinking about that performance. Like she came out as the snake, and then the hair stuff. Like it was just so cool. Have you seen the video <laughs> where she's performing? Like, <laughs> stab it. <laughs> we don't talk about parcel tongue anymore. J.K. Rowling's canceled. I'm a snake. A sneaky thing. Did you see the video of her, like, not really performing, but like doing an impromptu performance at like a restaurant of Goddess? It's no. been going all over Twitter. You made a Twitter account. I thought you were going to be better about this. Look, just because I was like, oh, I'm going to start using my Twitter doesn't mean I actually did start using my Twitter. It was a good idea. With zero follow through. You, I think you would love it. I you, almost died. Okay. Yeah. So you should tweet about it, and you could probably go viral. Anyways, I want you to see this video because it is so. I got a decal to cover up the bullet hole today. Oh really? You should get a flapping and fawning sticker to cover it. <laughs> It'd have to be round because it's oh. on the gas cap. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, watch this though. She's just like in this restaurant. G-O-D-E-A-S-S. Like, she's in this restaurant she's and an she's icon. just casually serving. I want her fit. Oh, I know. It's got the cute cutouts on the side. That's just her casual day look. She's you know? hot. There's a drag queen there. Yeah, it must have been like a show or something. I wonder if it was a brunch or something. Would you feel super intimidated, intimidated if she was just at brunch? Yeah. <laughs> like, and she, someone brought out a fan and she's just going. <laughs> ah, it's a, everything. Yeah, I really like her. If Sasha Colby came to my brunch, I would give her my money. I don't know that I would go that far, um, but I do like her. Okay, so she won season 15. Anything else about season 15 that was a standout for you? I mean, thoughts on the season overall? It was a good season. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think they could cast one less person next year. Yeah. Have a non-elimination episode, but make it feel natural. Yeah, I I like one non-elimination. I felt like it was a bit intense this year just to have every single episode. And I feel like I'm fine with a non-elimination episode if it makes sense. Yeah. I'm fine with not having a non-elimination episode as long as it doesn't. As long as it doesn't make sense for there to have been one. Right. I think there were a couple times that we could have had a non-elimination and it been fine this year, but... I mean, I guess that we did technically have a non-elimination right before the finale. Mm, I wish we would have had a top three. Oh, really? Yeah. Who would you have cut? Somebody that deserved to be in the top three based on that episode. 
Wait, you would have cut someone that deserved to be in the no, top like, three? In reality, I, I would have ended up having to cut either Anitra or Mistress because they were the worst in the challenge. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it's. I mean, everyone knew Sasha was going to win, so I didn't yeah. see what the big deal was. <laughs> Jay, like, hold on to them. And like, let's be real. Lux slayed that last challenge. She did. I, Lux I think was not my favorite this season. Yeah, but Lux slayed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and I can she did well. like just because she's not my personal preference doesn't mean I, I can still acknowledge that she was incredible. Yeah, a lot. She had good fashions. Was some of it stuff I've seen before? Yes, but it was still good. Right, and I'd still like seeing good things. What did you think about Anitra's? finale i hated lip it sync the like really the the heart thing the bleeding oh heart. no i thought you were talking about the lotus number i hated the lotus number oh well i, I didn't really feel one way or the other about the lotus number i mean i, I also gave her grace because i know her backup dancer got hurt during that so it was, was kind of like everybody uh, lost it was a backup dancer for everybody so everybody yeah but hers was like the one that it happened during you know that's that's gonna shake you a little bit but I, I was excited that we had like a finale lip sync between Sasha and Anitra. I would rather it have been Mistress and Sasha. Really? Mm-hmm. I just think I think Anitra's the only one who could hold a candle to her lip sync. We never really <laughs> saw Mistress though, like fully go out though. That's fair. Yeah, we never really got that moment with. Oh, sorry, we never really I got thought, that. <laughs> I thought the cat had gotten in here. The cat. He has a name. And I was like, Boba. I thought you were outside. <laughs> Did you just teleport in here? No, he's very talented. Instead, uh, Flapjack's <laughs> trying to play footsies with me. I am. This podcast. That's actually how I'd seduce you. Oh, my God. Do you want me to seduce you? What is that from? <laughs> I don't know. It's from TikTok. That's all I know. Um, it's any- like old, and I know it, but like I can't remember what it's from. I am not trying to seduce you. Would you like me to seduce you? Anyways, I would have liked to have seen Mistress. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. Eh, in, either way, I, I did not think Anitra's finale thing really made sense. Like the heart, the bleeding heart thing. Like it was cool. It was a cool concept. Was cool. But it didn't really match the a- song. Like the song was Knock on Wood, right? Like what does that have to do with any- about a knock, knock, knock on wood. So why are you bleeding a heart? Boom, boom, boom. I don't really think Sasha's outfit made sense either, though. But didn't she? But hers didn't... So, like, okay, here's the thing. I, I do like that Sasha got crowned wearing just a bra and painting. Oh, yeah, that was that was good. It was a good political statement. I agree. Um, But, like, I feel like Sasha's didn't really have... It wasn't very campy, which is fine. It, it But I felt like Anitra's was, which when things are campy, it kind of has a theme that it's going with, right? Like a bleeding heart versus, like, th- these are just reveals from one, one fun look to another for Sasha. Um, All of them were great looks. Yeah, it was all great. I, I just, yeah, I didn't like the bleeding heart thing. I didn't think that made sense. I don't know. It was my favorite, one of the favorite bodysuits that I've seen Anitra wear this season. She looked great. I, I'm just specifically talking about it matching the um, the song. I didn't think it did. I think she still did really good in the final lip sync. I liked her in the final lip sync better than I liked her in her individual performance. Mm. Well, I'm glad she had that moment for you then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, well, now that season 15 is done, All-Stars 8 has been announced because Drag Race will do will stop uh, will not stop releasing seasons until we're dead. So right. uh, what did you think about the All-Stars 8 cast? Um, I really, really, really have strong feelings about this cast. I love it. And I'm tired of everybody being like, 
and I'm tired of everybody being like, oh, this is such a boring cast. Oh, this is going to be a boring season. No, I'm, I'm, I it's have gonna actually. It's going to be such a good fucking season. Like, I, I have never been more excited for an all-star season, right. if I'm being honest. It gives me all-star six energy. And All-Star 6 was one of the best. You liked All-Star 6? Yeah. People, I know, like, largely people don't really seem to like All-Star 6. Who, who won that? Shay? No. Who won? The, Kylie? Kylie. Yeah. Something was off to me about that one. But the thing I like about this this season is that we have these early outs that... I mean, I, All-Star 6 had early outs. Who? I can't remember. Kylie went out fairly early. Serena Cha-Cha went home True. early. I forget who else. But I feel that All Star. I feel like, what are we on eight? I feel like All Stars eight actually has like the like these are entertainers who to me have seem to have the capacity to go farther. Like Kylie, like sure, I know she won. I know that's different, but like I feel like she proved herself after the season, and it made sense. Whereas uh, Serena didn't really do that. You know what I mean? She started her wig business. You know, I have a wig business that's run out of my household, and I ain't been on drag rates. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, also, your wig business didn't get all kinds of controversies online. Yep. <laughs> um, anyways. But uh, also, in that case, wouldn't Bon Bon be the one getting on drag rates? That bitch. No, she would. We've actually talked about that a lot. Like, it, um, she won't let me do her makeup. I really want to do like a day where I, I need, I've never painted someone else's she looks face. Fine. No, and I'm not saying that I need to do her face, but I want to like do bon my bon. face on someone else's face. And your she, partner's calling you ugly. No, she's calling me ugly because every time I ask if I can do it, she says I don't want to look like that. Well, <laughs> she knows what she wants. <laughs> true true but this is a psa if you will let me paint your face please let me do it i'll only shave your eyebrows off once don't do it danny (laughs) it's a trap it's a trap anyway so all stars eight the thing i'm really excited about i know that i wasn't early on on camp one kiki so it gives me hope (laughs) that maybe someday if there's an all stars i can come back and like prove myself so i'm very excited for james mansfield i'm so excited for james i'm also excited for kahana montrese i didn't think i was going to be but i am she looks great good god she looks great promo nation's promo Liquid sex. She looks so good. Liquid sex. That's it, what Nasha is in her promo. And she's cunty. Like on the on her Roscoe's viewing parties, you know, she gets into her. it. Yeah, I, I love her. I'm very pumped for her. Monica uh, Beverly Hills. Y- yes, Monica. I now I haven't really kept up with her, but I, I'm glad that we're getting the, this trans representation. The first trans person to come out on the main stage. On the show, yeah. Because Kylie came Major. out as trans during the reunion, but Monica came out during the show. I love it. Jimbo is also a first as the first like official crossover to a U.S. All-Star season. Everybody's saying that, but we had Vivian last season. True. Well, they're at least the first Canadian. But I, yeah. I will say, um, shit. I don't know what I was going to say. She's the first one that's been on three different franchises. But yeah, aside from Juju B. Juju's not been on. She kind of yeah. has. Yeah, actually, yeah. People say that about... This is the first white queen to... Uh, this is the first <laughs> per- one that's been on three in three different countries. This is the first drag queen named Jimbo to go on to All Stars that was also from Canada. This is the first person that's been on three different countries. 
franchises. Yes. Canada, UK, and America. I love that you can find like a, this is the first for anything, you know? It's like, this is the first person with red hair and a cousin named Courtney to to run for president. Let (laughs) me tell you, I am the only skinny queen who who can can do do all all the the stuff. (laughs) Upside down in a cage. (laughs) (laughs) That is fucked up. I am a bitch. B I C T H. And in that order. <sighs> um, it's just a really good cast. I don't know who's going to go home first. I'm so fucking hyped for this season. Yes, I'm also very excited. I- I'm nervous because I'm afraid that people that I like are going to be the ones that go home first because I don't know who's going to go home first. Yeah, I've, I've been it's- trying very hard to avoid spoilers. Oh, but Darian Lake is, and Kasha are on there too. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the them. At the same time, and they're sisters. No. Condoleezza Muse is on it. It was Condoleezza Muse. Oh, the Candy. Producer. Candy. I got you, got you. I was like, who the. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And Lala Ree. And oh, and Heidi and Closet. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Elliot with two T's. Uh. <laughs> But anyways, I am very excited for it. There's a lot of people who I really, really love who are going to be on the season. Who are you rooting for for All-Stars 8? I don't know. I can't really pick. There's so many. I think, and we're going to be covering this like on the pod, kind of like we did for Drag Race season 15. Very like coverage. It'll be in our news segment. Just like our thoughts on what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, Anyways, (sighs) this is going to be a good season. I, I don't even know who I'm rooting for. I think I'm rooting for Jimbo overall. At, Maybe, yeah. I think that is my number one. Um, but I really want to see James and Kahana do very well. I really want to see James slay it. I just wish I wish no one would get eliminated because I like everybody. And I want... Well, there is a twist. You know there's a twist, right? Yeah, but it's like people voting from home. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a dumb twist. But they still get to show off all their runways that way. True, and I like that. That is very nice. Very Camp Kiki of them. Um... I just like I'm afraid for James. I just wonder if James is going to be one of those queens that's not meant for Drag Race. Because you know, maybe I'm either worried about that for James or Nasha, one of the two. I think J- James knows herself well enough. Um, no, I think we're going to have a shocking elimination for the first one. I think it's going to be someone we don't expect to go. Like, I I think Darian or Kasha will go. If I'm being honest, I like. I'm going to be real honest. I watch spoiler videos as soon as they come out. But by the time the season airs, I've completely forgotten all of the spoilers. <laughs> so I like, and I like that because I'm like, oh, I want to know the tea. And then I'm yeah. like, now Super let's strain. forget it because I want to like be shocked as the season happens. Yeah. It usually works. The only sort of spoilers that I look for are uh, who is going, like who are the, who, who, what the cast will be. That is the oh, only yeah, one that I, I love for. that spoiler. And especially for new entertainment. Like, I love knowing about, like, I, I'm still looking up season 16 predictions. There's also been, like, three other shows that have had some developments. So you've been watching So Fierce, right? Yeah. On Out TV? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? There's I haven't been, watched like, two yet. episodes, I think. Oh, just two? If there's been three episodes, I've missed the third one. Mm. Like, it must have come out towards the end of the week. I don't know what day it airs. So what is So Fierce? Um, It's... Out TV's version of a sewing competition. Okay. And it's for drag. People are sewing drag garments. Oh, interest. Um, 
one of the people on the show is a cosplay person and it's like her first their first time i don't know this person's pronouns it's their first time sewing for other people and also like first oh, time sewing rough. for drag and they're like do cosplay stuff for themselves gidget galore is on it yes former comedy queen <clears throat> um there's some really talented people on it i don't love the format of the show um, I feel like out like uh, okay. I don't know if I get in trouble for this, but I feel like LTV really struggles with its formatting sometimes. You know, it's like yeah. trying to shy away from drama or something. Do they like get into drama? Not really. I but think they like, should. Like, like it's not even that. Like, I just don't like how the judging format is on the show. Mm. And like, I almost auditioned for this show. Oh, really? You know, I think I heard about it too. I remember that. I uh, remember seeing stuff, and I think even you had e- even sent me something about it, and I had already seen it, and I was thinking uh, about it. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And sometimes it's good to like watch the first season play out because, like, it, while it's good to get in early, sometimes it's bad to get in too early when they haven't quite found themselves yet. Um, like, wh- what's that show next in fashion? You know, I think they have a season two out now. Uh, it's no, got- oh, yeah, season two is out. And I season just finished one. It. Oh, don't tell me anything. I haven't uh, watched season two yet. I love this show. But I, season one, they were in like pairs for the first half of the season, right? And it was just really weird to weren't. me. Yeah, they were. Are you talking about making the cut? No, I'm talking about Next in Fashion. On Netflix? Yeah, with Ted Fran- uh, Tan France. Not Ted France. Tan France. I don't think they were in Paris. Uh, not Paris. Pairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, they were in pairs for the first like half. And then like there were like two people who like just managed to get by because their other partner was so talented. But other people who were really talented who had who were they not. Did they not audition as pairs? No, I don't think so. I don't remember. Maybe they did. And I don't think that they did. I think they got randomly paired because like a couple of them got in fights and stuff and they just didn't seem like they were meant to be together. And then when they finally got to the point where they were on their own, it was like these two people. It was like, y'all are out. We, 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 I know that they're gone because one he, guy just he didn't know he didn't have any technical skills and he like when he made his Marco Marco w- was on season one yeah and he was great he, I love he Marco, almost Marco. was a he almost made a, uh, sorry spoilers I, but, I need to go back and rewatch season one yeah anyways we got they didn't track. do that with season two okay good the, and they did not do that with I, season I need two. to catch up I th- um, have you watched um, making the cut on Amazon Prime no what is that it's Tim and Heidi's sewing competition show who tim Tim gunn Gunn. heidi klum yeah okay i don't know who that is they used to do project (laughs) runway (laughs) they used to do project runway until broad um until it moved to bravo and it became christian siriano and carly claus um for a project runway which i'm a few up few seasons behind on that but i just caught up on like next in fashion and just caught up on making the cut Ooh. Making the cut, they actually have stuff that goes on sale in the Making the Cut store on Amazon, so you can buy some of the stuff that is made on the show. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's incredible. I love Making the Cut. It's my favorite sewing competition show. Well, speaking of other drag competitions that have been coming out, did you see this one about Drag Me to Dinner? Yeah. This looks very fun. It looks really fun. However, there is one pair to me that is a little strange. What, the Trinity and... Uh, BB? BB. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people talking about that on Twitter. It was like, what, why are they together? I almost wonder if it was like they wanted Bob and Monet. I wonder if they wanted like Trinity and Monet as like the twinners. Or if they wanted Bob and Monet. 
But couldn't get Bob and Monet. So they went with BB and Trinity? <laughs> That's they, so random. They substituted one All-Stars for a winner for another. It's literally half and of the BB. All-Stars mm. 7 cast. I guess. But, I mean, I'm excited to see both of them, so I, th- I think it'll be fine. Um, it'll be interesting to see their dynamics, since it's that's not a pairing that we're yeah. trained to know. I, th- I think there's a... But, I mean, there's other pairings. Like, are Alexis and Vanjie friends? I'm are sorry, you being I, serious yeah, right now? Yeah, I, I don't know things about them. What? Vanessa, Vanjie, Mateo. Uh, Oh, last name. You're right. You're right. Okay. Alexis is Vanjie's mother. You're right. Okay. I get it now. I understand. I forgot. My bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, they're both from Vegas, right? They're both from Florida. <laughs> okay. I don't know anything. They live in people. Vegas now. <laughs> but Okay. They my live bad. in my Vegas bad. now. <laughs> I, I want v- Vanjie on All Stars ASAP. Um, also, Gigi Good and Simone are up here. Alaska and Willem. Um, Raja and Detox. Did you just completely skip over Heidi and Jada? Or is that so. not? Who I don't think that? we've gotten to them Wait, yet. Go back up. Who was that? Who was it? That's Vanjie and Alexis. We've already oh. talked about them. I was trying to be a good podcast host and not mention them again. But oh pff, well. And the uh, Morgan and Mayhem. Mayhem. Oh, what was that harmony? <laughs> uh, Latrice and Manila. Okay, I don't understand this like push to get Latrice and Manila to seem like they're friends. Do you know what I mean? They had a podcast together. They did, and it wasn't good. I didn't listen. It was, it was, I don't know. It's like, they just don't the really chop. have, they don't have a natural chemistry in my opinion. It's like Manila it's, like tries really hard and then Latrice just doesn't pick up any of the cues. The, <laughs> like, the fandom just wants them because of All Stars, All-Stars 1, 1 and then especially bringing them back together for All Stars 4. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's nice. Like I don't the know. fandom just associates them because of that. I, I get it. Like I can understand why they're appearing, but I, I just think that they're, they're actual kid. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like to me that they have a lot of chemistry. Kimchi and Naomi. I love that pairing. Jinx and Ben de la Creme, Heidi and Jada, Ginger Minj and Nina West. Thought that was kind of random, but they're like they're pageanty comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what the thing I, and there's several over here, uh, other here I'm Darian skipping over, Kasha. but I'm excited for the ones who are not drag race Queens to be here I too. I am going to cry the peaches and Hecklina episode. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like am aware that Hecklina had passed, but I like looking at this photo just kind of like, forgot. This is going to be Hecklina's last television debut. Jesus. It is. Oh my God. Yeah, well, Hecklina and Peaches Christ are together on this show um, as a pair. So it's like what one? They have like one episode, and there's a few pairings that I compete. Know. I think it's already started airing. Oh, okay. I think that is it. Like two episodes are out. That's what I heard. Oh, I think. No. Um, but they also have like people like Kiki Ball Change, who's paired with a Drag Race Queen, Thorgy Thor, Sherry Vine, and Jackie Beat are both on the show. Raya Latre and Jasmine Rice Labeja, people who I've heard of. Like if you follow like I the love, drag community at large, like you know these people. Raya Latre. I've heard... Oh, wait. Mary Cherry? I forgot about her. Yeah. From Dragula. And I've heard of Pixie Aventura. I... Uh, a lot of these are New York gals. I've heard some... Questionable things about Marty Gold Cummings and about Jasmine Rice. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know, know how true they are, but I've heard... Mm scandals yeah there's a lot of that going i'm excited on for bitch and meatball though bitch and meatball are gonna be that seems so like bad. kind of an odd pairing that's not one that i would expect i feel like they just paired them because they're both campy dragula girls yeah it can't be kooky dragula girls but they um 
I don't know. I, they're they're both LA, so I think it makes sense. I, I think Meatball also. I think they they book each other at their shows a lot. Like Fat Slut uh-huh. has bitch and Bitchin has Meatball frequently. Uh-huh. Um, but the thing that I didn't realize until this show, well, I've been thinking about for a while, but I didn't. It didn't really solidify for me until this show came out. Like all of these queens that are not like Drag Race or Dragula, they're all LA or New York. I think they're all. I think they're all. <laughs> New York, except for I know, Raya. Raya Latreya, yeah. But I think Raya's the only not New Yorker. And maybe maybe this is just me. Like, I grew up always believing, like, if I was talented enough, or, and, or if I was in the right place at the right time, if I got discovered, like, I could go and do these things uh, and be on TV and yada yada. But it's because they live in a convenient place to the filming. That's what it really is. You know? I wonder if it's filmed in New York. It maybe I don't Considering know. Considering all the New Yorkers, that's that seems likely. Like I really feel like it might be filmed in New York. Considering because Mary Cherry is also New York, yeah. And so a lot of these, I wonder if it's just like the producers of the show go out to the clubs and they know the big names in the New York scene, so they get the big New York names. I'm glad that Mary is on something because I feel like she was not received very well on Dragula. Maybe I'll like her on this. Yeah. I, I mean, I was not crazy about her either. I mean, I like that she was campy, but the thing is it just didn't really seem to fit the Dragula aesthetic. It and wasn't good. Do you see that too? And, <laughs> and then she, yeah, I just, and she was a bitch. I was like, you can't have bad drag and be a bitch. <laughs> it, with Sigourney being like, well, what would you have had to offer? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Um, great season. Season three, right? I think. No, four, four, four of Dracula. Um, anyways, but I'm glad that she's on and getting this chance to like be in front of, be on our screens again. Cause I don't think she'll be on Dracula again. Um, if I'm being honest. Um, okay. And last but not least, we are going to be, I'm very, very excited because season five of Camp Wanakiki has released its first look at footage of the season. Have you seen this? Yes. Okay. So I'm trying to like, I, do you know how many times I've watched it trying to figure out who people are? Yeah. So I, I will say I know who like two or three of them are, but I've heard rumors of one person that's on, but I can't even tell who they are in this promo. Who did you hear? I don't want to like out people. Oh, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> we'll wait until Cass is announced oh and then God. I'll say it. I'm very excited. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it, it looks very fun. These um, daily drag face looks look so fun. Yeah, like, they really went all out. Like the one that's the corset. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I should have corseted when I, I was like there. like the little milkers that yeah, somebody I see one that says girl on it and I'm pretty confident I know who that is. Is that the one that says girl? Does it say girl or does it say girl power? Oh, it says girl. Oh, it just says girl. I like the little, somebody has a little safari hat with the little Afro puff pom pom thingy at the top. Safari hat. And then like there was another one. It's that one. Oh, that is cute. Oh my God. It goes so fast. Who is that? They like, they had like a a special top made for Camp Wanakiki. That's cute. The the corset one? Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. I think they just like, made it themselves with the fabric yo that's intense i think they just like and somebody has shoulder pads when you're there filming like it's not like there are times where they would replace our shirts for us like i think in total i had four camp wanakiki shirts but i only had two on my way there so i wonder how they did that did they have to wear the same shirt like the whole time that would be miserable anyways i'm very excited for this somebody got some polar titties someone does have some polar titties um (laughs) <laughs> and in fact, I know exactly who that is. 
Oh my god, I'm so excited. Season five is gonna be amazing from the musings and rumblings that I've heard. It's gonna it's really exciting. Um there are some looks L E W K S this season. Um it's gonna be really fun. So amp up your camp. Some of the things are really good. Yeah. Not all of them. Ah, not all. I actually think they're all really cute. You don't think? Some of these are generic. I think that you're just getting one look. And I don't think you're getting the full look of all of them because there's one I know that has a gag that is like. I'm talking great. about this one with the little um. Who, who are you going for, going for? The one with the. Watch that be the bitch that I know. That one with the fanny pack. Oh, with the fanny with the blue leggings. Yeah. I guess we'll just that have one to, looks kind of generic. You'll just have to watch. But like also, <laughs> it wasn't really until last season that people really started like taking taking their ddfs there you think like people take, have always like personalized them but i feel like last season was the first season that we really got like amping up the ddf yeah i feel that i mean that was the one i put the most effort into if i'm honest like i probably should have put more effort yeah, into I my talent tell. show looks <laughs> thanks bitch. <laughs> well like because it was like fan art and things like that will come from it anyways i've already rehashed this so i'm not gonna get into it again um well it's come to that time, our very favorite segment of every weekly chat show episode. It's time for the flop of the week. Are you ready for your flop of the week? It's been four weeks, so I've been um, building up quite a load of... A load? Yeah, and I'm about to blow hot flops all over every single one of our oh. listeners. This is not family friendly, You better open your mouth to catch those flops. Oh my God. Hot <laughs> Sorry, that's so gross. <laughs> All right, are you ready? I am a Christian woman. Are you? Okay. Who is doing? You want to go first? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna give you. Oh, if you if it's your first time listening to the podcast, every single chat show episode we do a flop of the week, which is a chance for us to do to give a 60 second uninterrupted rant on something that deserves to be flopped in this world. So fun! I'm starting your timer at 60 seconds. Three. Two, one. My flop of the week is people who go to the drag shows and then they decide to wave the tip around. <laughs> and then when you go to grab the tip, they keep they waving it around and try to get you to dance like a little fucking monkey. Oh, but fuck I'm you. not your little fucking monkey. I'm your fawn. I will dance around <laughs> if you hold out a 20. I might even dance around for a five or a 10. But if all you have is a single $1 bill, I will go for it for a minute. And if you keep on that bullshit, that's $1 is not worth my time of me giving seconds. you the entire in, like attention of that number. <laughs> Especially if I'm going to be at brunch when I've got to be <laughs> booking it around the entire yeah. like fucking stadium. Essentially. <laughs> when And like, and don't try to, put that money in my mouth this is post covid <laughs> we are not putting money in our mouth i don't know if you've done coke off of that money i don't know where that dollar has been i don't know if you wiped your ass with that dollar <laughs> no it's not going in my mouth and that's time <laughs> and that's why people who don't know tipping etiquette our phones flop every week yeah. i feel that i hate that shit so fucking much I had someone who like did that I'm to me at the Pride pageant, and I was like, "Girl, what are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I'm not your little dancing monkey. Yeah, for real. Don't just wave the money. A around. dancing fawn, a dancing deer. 
but not a monkey. No, not today. Not even really dancing. And more of like, I so I, move. I, I used to be like, okay, I'm willing to take money in my mouth. Like, uh, whatever. I'm kind of gross. I've had worse, worse things in my mouth. Yada, yada. But I realized that I actually do get sick every single time I take a dollar in my mouth. So I've full fully stopped. I like. I don't think I've taken a dollar in my mouth for eight months. And... It was hard. <laughs> it was it was hard. It was difficult because people love to do it, and I I in fact used to be that that girl who would tip in the audience and love to do that and get the the drag queen up close and personal. But it really is just so unsafe. If somebody tries, it puts a dollar in their mouth and holds it up for me to get it out of their mouth. You know what I do? Spit in their mouth. I grab Choke the dollar them. with my fingers and I say thank you. <laughs> I usually grab it and say COVID. Sorry, <laughs> then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, count me off. It's time. Three, two, one. Okay, I know we're not supposed to talk about Harry Potter anymore because we hate J.K. Rowling, but my flop of the week is people who self-identify as Ravenclaw? What the fuck? Okay, so you got the four houses, right? But you chose of all the ones Ravenclaw. Like, ooh, I'm Ravenclaw because I'm smart. I'm smarter than you. So, no. How about fuck you? You're not in Ravenclaw because you're smart. You're a you're a Hufflepuff. You little pup. That's what you are. You little pup pup pastry. You ain't a Ravenclaw. You ain't, you ain't actually that smart. Because if you were smart, you would pick something else that makes you look humble. H-U-M-B-L-E. And in that order, whore. So... Next time that someone asks you what your Hogwarts house is, do not say that. Say, actually, I don't support J.K. Rowling or her, her comments. So, you are nothing. You're, you're in what? Allegory, bitch. No, hold on. What's the American one called? Ten seconds. Uh, close enough. So, yes. Anyone who identifies as Ravenclaw, let it go. You're, I don't even know what your other tenants are, but they don't matter because I know what you're really trying to say. So, that's why people who identify as Ravenclaw are my flop of the week. I think there are some millennials who are going to be very offended by that. I'm more offended by somebody that identifies as a Hufflepuff than <laughs> I am somebody that identifies as a Ravenclaw, to be honest. Really? But if you identify as a Slytherin, you can sit with me. Yeah, I'm also Sly- I feel like most drag entertainers are Slytherins. Except the ones that want to say that they're Gryffindors, but they'll... They're Gryffindors to the public, but they're really secretly a Slytherin. Mm, I dare a bitch to tell me they're a Ravenclaw, though. Do you get that vibe? Like when they're like, oh, I'm a Ravenclaw. It's I, like, shut the fuck up. I get that more, <laughs> f- honestly, from Gryffindors and... Um, oh, fair. Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's been that's been weighing on me. I feel like we had a conversation in like a dressing room recently where everyone was a Slytherin, and then we had one Ravenclaw, and I was like... Mm. Who was the Ravenclaw? <laughs> I I don't even remember what show this was, but I remember it was like Slytherin, 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 Ravenclaw. I was like, oh, girl, get out of here. <laughs> so I want to know. Yeah, I I genuinely don't remember. I I, was I, it I, I would in say, town. So. I think so. It might have been at Icon, but I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think it was because I was kind of in was and out of that brunch? dressing room quick. I don't know. Yes, maybe. I want to know. I really don't remember. You write into the pod. Let us know in a five-star review if you were personally offended and you are a Ravenclaw. Um, I would love to know if if that's you. Uh, we're going to take another break and then come back to talk about some news in the world. And we are back and we'll be talking about some news of the week. And I don't know, from the past like four weeks since we've been out. Yeah. 
But the biggest thing that we're going to start with is actually, probably not the biggest, but the one of the things I'm most excited about to talk with you about is the Met Gala. I love the Met Gala. Yeah, I always loved the looks. The first time that I actually got into like the Met Gala fashions was uh, with the camp. Notes, Notes on, on camp. camp one. Susan Sontag, Notes on Camp 2019. That Yes. I was living in Austin and I was getting into drag and I don't know, people just kept talking about it it seemed to me and that was so, the first year drag queens went maybe that's why i paid attention you know what i bet that's why because I, I remember seeing that and being like what is this event and really starting to look violet and aquaria went that year and rue went out of drag <laughs> you know what i would too same energy rue um so this year okay so every year what do you know about the met gala because i really i don't know much other than like people walk the red carpet every year there is a theme and it is related to the exhibit that the Met is showing. The Met Gala is a fundraising event for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Oh. Um, That's and why they call it. It's called the Met. Oh, okay. Yeah. Metropol- okay. And it is a like fundraising event for that. There are tables that designers will have and they'll invite people. If you're invited, you don't have to pay. Apparently, you can buy a ticket for $30,000. I got that. I wish I had $30,000. I, I, would, I would pay to go to the Met Gala. Um, cellular devices and social media are not allowed inside once you get to the gala. So it's very oh. secret what goes on inside the gala. Um, but every year it's a theme and it relates to the exhibit inside. Like one year it was Heavenly Bodies. That's mm. the year that we got a lot of the like religious kind of ornate stuff. That was a really fun year. Very Ida Carolina. Um, yeah. Uh, did you see the the comment that someone put on her look? I did not. So she has been going around commenting on other comedy, like people who competed in Comedy Queen. She's been going and just copying and pasting this comment, and it, it, it's so funny to me. It says, "Ugh, what a, what you have shown is very distasteful. Shame on you to mock our savior. Maybe some people still believe in Christianity, which makes me wonder what your answer to the Lord Jesus when your moment comes at the gate of heaven, emphasizing all the all caps words. In addition, it may be your talent in quotation marks to show just exactly who you are. However, I hope the judges also find it disrespectful, disturbing, and score you accordingly. Stepping off my daily soapbox. Well, Jesus. Look, if people want to do religious drag, let them do religious drag. If they want to do sacrilegious drag, let them do sacrilegious drag. drag. Yeah. I, I don't even know who this person was. I just find it so funny that they went they went in on right. Miss Carolina. Anyways, yes, um, Mac, Mac Gala. So every year there's a theme. This year it was Carl Lagerfeld. I don't know if you know who he is. He's no. a famous fashion designer who has worked with the lights of Balmain. He's worked with Chanel. He's worked with Fendi. Um, really problematic guy. Yeah, I, I had heard that he had some transphobic comments, Transphobic, I think. racist, Ugh. misogynistic. Um, Glad we're highlighting him. Is he dead? Yeah. Good. He died, I think, in 2019. Rip. He was really influential in the fashion industry. Um... And was a really huge name and did a lot of great fashion. He was just a very shitty person. Who's that actor who he played the Green Goblin? What's his name? I know who you're talking about, but I don't know actors' names. That but he well. kind of looks like him, you know? If he had the white hair, 
Yeah. You see that? I know what you're talking like, about. It looks yeah. like a villain. Um, okay. And it looks like he has like this fuzzy white cat. That explains all the cat run or the cat looks at the show Pat thing. Was that the cat's name? Yeah. Oh, I love show Pat. Show Pat didn't do nothing wrong. Their most transphobic comment was meow. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to flop and fawn some of these looks from the Met Gala. Yeah. So there's a lot of Chanel this year. There's a lot of um, Chanel. And there's a lot of Chanel Inspire. Chanel! There's going to be a lot of Fendi um, and stuff like that. This year, a lot of people made statements with honoring Lagerfeld, but also kind of giving a, th- a middle finger to Lagerfeld at the same time. Ooh, okay. Um, there's a lot of political statements this year. Well, let's get into it. I'm excited to look at these. Um, now, I don't think we're going to cover... Like, we have this article that says 25 best and worst dress celebs at the 2023 Met Gala. Was this... Is it 25 and 25? Or no, is it's it, just 25. Totally. Oh, okay, work. I can deal with that. I was like, not 50. We're not doing 50. And also 25 might even be too much. So um, let's lightning round. Dua Lipa in Chanel. She is gorgeous. I love this outfit. However, for the Met Gala, it's too simple for me. Yeah, it's too simple. It's and it, she was one of the co-hosts or whatever of the Met Gala this year. Oh, she Every looks like little women. Little women. I love this dress. And if not I, little women Atlanta. Like, like on the prairie. <laughs> what? <laughs> if this was like... um for anything else i would love this but for the met gala it's too simple especially when you're going to be one of the hosts that year yeah like i think gaga was one of the co-hosts the year of um of camp camp and it she had like she went out yeah that i guess i feel like the camp year was amazing and i shouldn't compare everything to it but that one's easily there was a lot of camp this year though there's a yeah. lot of camp this year I, they invited the sugar breaker twins oh my god i heard um Nicole Kidman. Oh wait, she did was, we flop? We flopped to do a leap, right? Yeah, flop, flop. <laughs> uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman was gorgeous. I can never flop her. The feathers are nice. Also, that's something that was very Carl was to use feathers. Mm. Also, a lot of people wore Foul. pink, and um, I think Carl at one point said like, "Never wear pink," but uh, like something about like. I can't remember what it was, but it was like <laughs> profound. It was some, it was some like witty statement, but it was like, but never wear it. Interesting. And so there's a, a decent amount of pink this year. You know what I would have done? I, I would have worn my hair. I would have worn a white wig and I would have snatched it back into a ponytail. Yeah. And then it would have come alive and been his cat. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you would have come as Carl. I would have come as Carl. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give Nicole a uh, fawn. Yeah, it's a fawn. It's, it's cute. Um, Rita Ora and uh, Taika Watiti. I don't know. Do you like this? Um, I love his outfit. The men this year popped off. Yeah. The men popped off this year. I really love Rita's and what you can't tell about. I'm not the biggest Rita Ora fan, but what I love about her thing, and you can't tell in the angle of this picture, the like exposed corset, like sheer corset bodice is really common. The way yeah. hers is, it's draped at an angle. So you see this nice like hip tattoo and you see a lot of hip with it. Oh. And I just love the cut of it. How hip. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, uh, they're both fawns for me. I think they both look good. I also, yeah. I really like Taika. Taika? Yeah. Taika? Taika Watiti. Yeah. He's in the Gay Pirate Show. <gasps> gay Pirates? On HBO. They must love booty. 
Have you seen the gay pirate show? No, I've no I idea. I forget what, what the gay pirate show is called. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Our flag what? means death. Rita. Oh, okay. Fa- our flag means death. Our flag means death. Same thing. <laughs> um, okay, flop or fawn for Rita and Taika? They're both fawns. Fawns for me as well. Ariana Debose. This is a fetch. For yeah, me. this is a fetch for this me. This is a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch I, happen. I love it. It's happen. so cute. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Other than it's a yellow dress, but it also looks leather, and it has like this green shawl looking thing. It's got a parka. It's like a parka. It's very like streetwear, but make it evening wear. Yeah. And I, honestly, streetwear designers are some of the most it inventive, and. Honestly, streetwear is some of the highest fashion, in my opinion, because it is so inventive and creative. And this is streetwear as evening wear, and I'm fucking obsessed. Yeah, I really like it. This is this is a drag outfit right here. Fetch. Okay, Bad Bunny. Oh, my God. Yes. Is yeah. Bad Bunny gay? Because no. this gay faggot. So here's the thing. Bad this Bunny is one of those people who I feel like kind of queer baits, but no one really talks about it. But the thing is, I'm okay with it. Like, I really like what he does. And I think he gives like a voice. Like he, how do I explain this? Like, it makes men feel comfortable yeah. with their sexuality yeah. or like it, it allows them the chance to like see it in like a different perspective or something. I don't know. But my, I like Bad Bunny. My favorite thing about this was whoever he came with, which I think was the designer is he not came the front with, of it. Wait, isn't he dating Cardi? There was some designer that had a black version of this without the big train. Oh, okay. Um, there was a... And the back of the suit is open and you see skin. Yeah, I, lo- I love and that. And I have been wanting a suit like that for me out of drag for so long. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, it is hot. It is sexy. I love the drama of the like florally white rosette kind of train moment. It... Me too. Honestly, this is a fetch. Yeah, it's a fetch for me too. And then popped off this year. It's not going to happen. All right. Next up, we have Michaela Cole in Chaparelli. (laughs) This is beautiful. That too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm so bad at this. Uh, Like with reviewing fashion. She is so gorgeous. I love her. She is a... I didn't realize she was in Black Panther Wakanda forever. She is so beautiful. I love her. I know her from chewing I, gum. I wish that the titty accents match. She reminds me of those Pokemon. You know the Sun and the Moon Pokemon? Lunala and Sol- Solgaleo? Yeah. Or are you talking about Chris? Um, I don't um, know their names. Or are you talking about the Sol Rock and Lunatone? That's the one. Yes. That's kind of what it gives me. But I think this is gorgeous. You don't like it? I don't like the titty thing. Oh, I don't like the two different titties. Other well, than that, I would love they it. They don't like you. This is a fawn for me. It's a flop just because of the <gasps> two titties. Wow. A tail of two titties. Also, the shoes on this. I do love the shoes. The shoes are a fetch. The shoes are like sculpted toes. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't really know Olivia Wilde, but I shit over this. It's kind of <laughs> ugly, but it is so... I love it. I think it's hideous. <laughs> I don't like it It's kind all. of ugly, but I live for it. it I, I'm i obsessed with it. Really? I just love the sexy cutouts, the like cut of the top. It's a fun for me. I... I um, It's it's okay. I think I'm going to flop it. Yeah, I don't love it. I wouldn't wear it. It's it's like this. It's like a white dress that's kind of got these, this cool shoulder thing going on. That's probably my favorite thing about it. But the um, it's got like a guitar the shape. Like, 
That's a guitar, oh right? Because like, look at the the up here. The even on the neck, that. it's got like the screws. The little blurb says that it's a updated take on a classic vintage um, Chloe designed by Lagerfeld. Mm. Eh, okay. Well, still a flop for me. Sorry, and I don't love the Wonder Woman gauntlets either. I love it. It's kind of camp. No, camp does not mean ugly. I don't think it's ugly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I like this. I don't even know who this is. It's my first time seeing it. Brian Ty- Tyree Henry um, from Causeway work. Uh, I really, so it's like a, a black suit, but it has like on the outside is what I like. It's got, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's like kind of got the, the like drag queen organza. Yeah. Like coat. But it looks, it looks like it's not the one that you just got off the website. You know, it's, it's like not the one that you got from sequin that every drag queen has. Yeah. It's like the, it's like a very nice, like it's almost lace. Is that lace? Oh, I can't zoom in. Uh, yeah, it's like lace. And then like, he's got like a pirate shirt on underneath. That's gorge. Yeah. I really like it. I love a train. The men popped off this year. They sure did. Um, Fallen for me? Yeah, same. Uh, okay, Ice Spice. I love I, this. I love the camera because it's her first year. Like, honestly, uh, that would be me. Um, oh, she's like taking photos from her. Yeah. Interesting. I, what do you think about Ice Spice? I don't really know enough about her other than she's got that one song. Yeah. That, I, that boy's a liar. That boy's a liar. Do you like it? I like that song, yeah. I don't know. I've not really... I've not fallen in love with Ice Spice yet. I know there's like a rumor that she's an industry plant because she just kind of showed up out of nowhere and is like with all these celebrities now. Um, I love this dress. It's a little simple. I don't know. Yeah, it's very simple to me. I, I'm but not I crazy. love it. The cutout is cute. Like, I love the cutout. It's, you can sell me with a cutout moment. Mm, okay. Um, I'm a slut for a cutout. I love that you're... you're uh, obsessing with this but the article is like we're we were pretty disappointed in this one sorry to say <laughs> i mean it is basic but like not to me as basic as um do la peep mm, yeah um this and halfway this one this one fetch it's a fucking fetch. yeah that's amazing it's it's not going to like happen. it's atelier versace that she's wearing and it is like a take on the classic chanel suit with all this extra hardware, hardware like gold safety pins and everything, yeah. But it's like a take on this classic Chanel suit using that like classic Chanel suiting material, but made into a gown with these most beautiful, sexy cutouts with like the extra hardware. I'm, I saw this and I gasped. I'm obsessed. This was one of my favorite looks of the night. Yeah, I mean it's Anne Hathaway, so fetch. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. The devil actually wears Versace. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hear people say that Anne Hathaway like is the only real celebrity that's left. Like she's the only one who has like that star power. Like other people are not really doing it the way she's doing it. You know what I mean? I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know either, but good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Doja Cat. I like this. This is a fetch for me. She came as Chopin. The cat. Meow. Um, and I think she did all her interviews by just saying meow. Um, I, the prosthetic. I'm obsessed with the prosthetic. The gown is gorgeous. Yeah, I love how it looks like cat hair on the bottom. It's very cute. I wish I could afford Oscar de la Renta. I don't even know who she is. I saw this really cute ad for a, for a Saks Fifth Avenue for this butterfly dress. That was Oscar de la Renta, but it was like 
nine thousand bucks. Oh, and it was just a little cocktail dress. It, it was gorgeous. It makes me so sad how expensive, like good fashion is and i say good with like quotes around it because there are oftentimes clothes that i see that i'm like okay i could see myself wearing this and feeling like gender euphoric and like loving it and it's 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 oftentimes by people who i like really look up to and love and respect like jonathan van ness in particular yeah they have this one dress that was featured in an episode of queer eye and when i looked up how much it was it was like four thousand dollars yeah fashion is not cheap (laughs) but like also do I think there's a little bit of gatekeeping in the fashion industry? Yes. Absolutely. But also at the same time, fashion is art and you're paying for art. I, I hear with you. With a lot of that stuff. For just a simple fucking t-shirt? No. Yeah. I, for a simple button-up? No. But, but for like a like, some of these garments, I I can understand why some of this costs. Like I pay artists what they deserve because some of this stuff is fucking art. If it's a basic, no. And it wasn't basic, but it didn't seem like it needed to be $4,000. Anyways, it's not Met related, so I'm going to move on. But um, yeah, uh, Doja Cat, we yeah. I fetched. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You fawned? I'm fawning. Work. Okay. Kristen Stewart in Chanel. I saw a lot of people talking about this one on Twitter. What do you think? This gives me all kinds of like non-binary. Yeah. I mean, the description here says queer punk drag king <laughs> and I'm here for it. I feel it's like it, it gave our lesbian community what they wanted. It's hot. <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah. Um, like this is hot. How many times am I going to say that? It's, it's hot. so hot. Yeah. I, I really like it. I mean, at first I was like, Oh, I don't know. It's a little simple, but the more I look at it, I'm like, I really like this. And it's the styling and how Kristen is carrying herself. It's mm, so hot. Yeah. That's great. So it's a, it's a fun for me. I like, sometimes it's not just what you're wearing. It's how you wear it. Yeah. And I like the shoes with this too. It's a fun. Yeah. Fun for me. Um, Lizzo in Chanel. Um, I'm so, not crazy about this one. Here's the thing. A lot of people were not crazy about it at first. I also was not crazy about it at first. However, Carl Lagerfeld was fat phobic, racist, and misogynistic. Lizzo did a photo shoot in this in like a fast food restaurant eating a burger and fries. I was kind of like an F you because this is um a classic Chanel style. And it honestly like go off. I mean, I appreciate the activism behind it, but, but I, I I don't I don't know. I don't I think the dress like, itself is not that good. Is that bad? I think it's a cute dress. I don't think it's groundbreaking, but I think it's a cute dress. And also why go all out about somebody that would not about a designer that would not have given you the time of day. Yeah, fair. I mean, I don't know. I think we can go back and forth about this all the time all day. I, I think this look in particular I'm not crazy about. So I'm going to flop it, um, but I am, it I'm glad for Lizzo to make, make that statement. I'll um, give it a light fawn. I'm going to move I on. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Florence Pugh is? No. How do I know a celebrity that you don't? Florence Pugh, Florence in the Machine. Oh. Yeah. That's her last name. Yes. <laughs> I don't see you know red hair. I it's, thought she had red hair. Did you know that wigs are <laughs> exist? <laughs> I thought she had red hair. No, but it's Florence Pugh. I, just lightning. I think it's a, a fawn. It's fine. It's, sure. Okay, I really like this one. Jenna oh, Ortega. Jenna oh, Ortega ah! fucking killed it. Yeah. I saw somebody post on Facebook that 
it was giving monster high energy and they weren't mad about it. And honestly, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so it is. There was so much creative play on the traditional Chanel suiting material and that kind of like Tweety kind of like, oh, people played brilliantly with it and I'm obsessed. Yeah. It's I'm obsessed. Very, very cute. Um, it's a huge fetch for me. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, I remember this. Uh, Anok Yai. I don't really know who this is, but I really like the dress. And so I'm going to try to describe it. Um, it is a dress and it is gold. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, no, it's got this gorgeous cut. That's like really kind of low. So the cleavage is very pronounced. Um, and it's got a nice V cut. The thing I like about it, and I wish I could zoom in to show you. Fond- Have you seen this dress? I don't think so. Oh shit. For um, some reason, I think this is like the one dress that I haven't seen yet. So, it's I the thing I like about it is it's kind of like stoned or encrusted, but it's like the the size of the pieces get larger as they go down. So it's kind of like the that really big sequin, mm-hmm. you know? Um and so it's like the small sequins at the top and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then it just is like dripping off in sequins and I, I love it. It looks Giant so paillettes. Yeah, it looks so distressed. With some fringe. Oh, is that what it's called? Payettes? Yeah. It's um yeah, it's just so distressed looking. Like I love the way it just cascades off her body. It's beautiful. So for me, it's a huge fawn for Anouk. Same. Uh, next up, we have Kim Kardashian and Scaparelli. Okay, so honestly... You don't I'm, like it? I'm not a Kardashian fan, but there was something about the way both Kim and um, Kylie's corsets looked. Like that, like soup. You know how sometimes you wear a corset and you can see that there's a corset? Yeah, for me, that's all the time. Um, both Kim and Kylie were very obviously wearing a corset, but you couldn't see any kind of corset line anywhere that like super smooth Mm. and that kind of shit impresses me so fucking much. She looked great. I really love the dress. She looked great. Or it's not even a dress. It's like pearls. I guess it's a dress, but, um, I didn't even mention at Austin international drag festival. Utica was there, did this number that, uh, where she was wearing pearls, Oh, so beautiful. And she did Pearls by Jesse Ware. Did they all come off? Gord's. Did they come off? They did not come off because but it would have been fierce. My partner has been wanting, I probably shouldn't be airing their dirty laundry, <laughs> but they've been wanting to do that song. It's a beautiful and song. And figure out a way that like strings of pearls can fall off as they're performing. Mm, I love it. I told them that's up to them to figure out how to do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be hard to do. Because like my brain cannot process how to make that work without it potentially all of them coming off at once i don't know how you could do it um but anyways kim kardashian maybe maybe they could like recreate this look and like just pull it off somehow maybe with magnets that would work well the Um, problem is just getting wood straight at a time to fall off yeah i mean a lot of magnets um anyways i love it i love this kim kardashian look fawn for me i mean she usually does well at the met gala Mm. Um, Kendall Jenner. Okay. I saw some faggot in Birmingham. I probably shouldn't say this. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 Such passion. Okay. (laughs) That faggot. (laughs) Faggot. Excuse me. I saw somebody in Birmingham post about how they had like, they wore like this. I think it was for Halloween or something. I don't know this black latex bodysuit with a black corset over it and like wore some high boots with it and they made a cape from Joanne's fabrics 
and how it was better than this look. And I'm like, your Amazon bodysuit is not better than this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't even a drag queen. Okay. So I'm not even dragging a drag artist here. <laughs> At least it's not a drag. <laughs> but they were like, they literally posted a side-by-side comparison of their look and this look and how theirs was so much better. And I'm like, this is sequin. Let me see you work with sequin. These sleeves are dramatic as fuck. Yeah. The collar on this is incredible. Is this the most groundbreaking thing ever? Is it kind of simple for it's kind of simple for the Met Gala? Yeah. But I I like it. I though. like the look. I think it's simple and clean and really cute to me. Like, at least this is still eye catching. Unlike how we started this with Dua Lipa. Dua Peep. Um but was, I like something that's simple, that is simple and strong and, and makes an, I would love to have something right, like this. I would wear this. It's easy to wear, but still uh, makes a statement. So right. and yeah. it's like fully lined. I like this. It's, it's a lined fawn. with sequin. Fawn for me too. It's simple for the Matt Gala. Yes. But like, I, I don't care because it looks good. I could probably and make this. And it's still eye catching. Like you know? I could make this. Yeah. yeah. Fully. And that's not a read. Like it's just, I, it just it's, is, it's got a relatability I think to there's it. something that's to be said about something that is simple yet strong decision so it's got um, a relatability to it yeah fun for you right yeah last but certainly not least we have no this can't be the last one last oh okay well maybe. I've got to have at least one more after this that <laughs> that's got to be the last oh, one okay I see all right Lil Nas X in the silver what did you think they were allegedly the cat I didn't see Chopet in it. However, I did see a close-up, and um, he did have fangs oh. in his mouth. All I saw was ass. Um, but, I mean... I just appreciate Lil Nas X for blessing us with body. I know. It's, I was having a conversation with this about this with Mark the other day, and Mark was criticizing how kind of... Not really much of a look it is. It was just... And how it didn't really fit the theme. And like didn't see Chopet in it, and I can agree. And I misspoke and told them that it was Chanel, but it's actually Dior. Um, and like they pointed out how you can kind of see where the paint ends on the boots. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't bother me. And that I much. liked it better whenever they put the whenever he put the fur coat on. Yeah, I never really saw a lot of pictures with the fur coat. It just seemed like he immediately took off the fur coat and was like ass out which is fine i mean, I mean i'm not gonna complain anytime that i can see little nas booty <laughs> and in Lil silver nas is so high <laughs> the things i would let him do to me except he's probably a bottom so i guess you think he bottoms on the low but he top shit i think he's a i think he's verse i'd be verse for little nas anyways i bet <laughs> Does it have his, a nice silver handprint on your ass i just like anyway booty Okay. Lil Nas X, do you fawn or flop this pussy? <laughs> I'm going to fawn it. I'm going to fawn this. It's just incredible. Like, regardless of whether the fashion of it is incredible, the look itself is a, is statement making. And yeah. I bet it took quite a while to... Um, to I wish it was rhinestones instead of glitter, though. I wish it was like that... Um, Doja Cat look. Doja Cat look. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. By popular demand of fawn... We are going to also cover Pedro Pascal. Daddy. Uh, so I don't know if you, I shared something about this. Um, oh, he's so daddy. Oh, I love Pedro. He's wearing Valentino, which was um, one of the houses that uh, 
You got red lipstick in my Valentino white bag. Oh, <laughs> one of the houses that fashion houses that Carl worked for at one point, like direct competitor was Valentino and Carl hated like hair. And so Pedro didn't shave. Oh. And that's why he's wearing the shorts. He's got the he's wearing Valentino because it's a com- competitor to whichever fashion house I can't remember. He also had the Valentino logo painted on his finger on his middle fingernails. Oh. Yeah, they're uh it's hot. I love him. This is a fetch. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Also, Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us slayed. She was, or they were, because Bella's non-binary, I think goes by she, they's. Um, But Bella Ramsey also slayed at the... Work. Well, I I don't know. Pedro looks uh, fine here to me. I don't don't know the the history of things. I'm just kind of looking at it. It kind of looks like uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, but without the hat. I love it. But with extra leg hair. So, I mean, it's it's fine. It's a fawn for me. I'm not crazy about it, but like, you're right. Like, there's so much symbolism here. That's really cool. It's a fetch. It's a fetch. Fetch. This is like my second highest fetch. My highest fetch goes to Anne Hathaway. Oh, and wins. So how would you rate this Met Gala overall? Was it one of the best, one of the worst in between? I'd say it was a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, it was It's fine. not the best. I just thought Heavenly so Bodies fun. and Camp are there. Yeah. Heavenly Bodies and Camp are both really high regards. And this one was just also hard because it was like a problematic prompt. Yeah. And I also didn't see any drag queens at this one. So I want to bring back that. Kim trend. Petras was there. Not She's, she's not, not a, a drag, drag queen, queen, but I was just... <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, her makeup looked a little crazy, but... Last year, she was a horse girl for the Met Gala. Horse! I lived. I I loved her horse look for the Met Gala. Paris Hilton looked stunning this year. Uh, (laughs) I I always save my favorite Met Gala looks. Well, we have met our Met Gala time limit, I think. We we talked a lot about it. We could talk about it all day. (laughs) (laughs) But there is some other news that we definitely need to talk about. Why don't we start with the drag band bills that have been introduced in the last four weeks in Alabama and Florida. I mean, now Tennessee, they they put a pause on their bill, right? Just a pause. Actually, actually, did you know Haley Kiyoko? Um, She's a singer. Just had gotten threatened. This is like brand new news. She had gotten threatened because she was going to bring drag queens to her show. That was an all ages show because her tour had come to... um, Nashville? I think Nashville. And was going to have drag queens and then got threatened and like with like police warnings. Mm-hmm. Haley Kyoko brings drag queens to Nashville concert despite police warnings. We deserve to have a safe space. She's a queer artist, if you don't know. No, I mean, she's been on Drag Race, hasn't she? Yeah. She's I a queer singer. She, um, if you know, back in the day on Disney, she was in Lemonade Mouth, um, the show, and I think she might have been in something with Selena Gomez. Oh, well, good for her for like standing up for yeah. what's right and letting people come through. Because she almost didn't drag folks bring the drag folks in for the sake of it could be a charge for the drag folks <sighs> and her. More so, she was worried about for the drag folks. Yeah. Um, but she ultimately ended up doing it. Anyways, back to other news, other <laughs> depressing. depressing news. Um, yeah. So Alabama recently announced their, or our, um, 
drag band bill which i mean it's it's kind of like the others right it would classify a drag performance as sexual conduct and be banned from places where minors are present uh but that does largely uh, uh, specify for public spaces such as k-12 public schools public libraries and in other public places where minors are present um and that's considered like a part of an like uh uh Republican representative Arnold Mooney said that this would be an anti-obscenity law, which I mean, we've already covered like this. It's the same sort of uh, feels as the Tennessee drag bands, right? Like, and I think the biggest thing that I want to say is that there are a lot of people in the state of Alabama who are actively fighting against it. Um, I believe there's a protest scheduled for May 16th. So be on the lookout for information about that. If uh, we have more info, we'll include it in the link. Drag me to the Capitol. Oh, drag me to the Capitol. Perfect. We'll include information about that in the description of this video, either in a link or info itself. Um, Magic City Acceptance Center has actually posted a lot of information, which is where I got the information that I'm about to read off about some of the stuff that is happening with Alabama laws right now. Mm. Um, So we have HB 405, which is what is a woman act. This bill would create the what is a woman act and provide legislative findings relating to the distinctions between men and women. The bill would also delete an delete obsolete or unnecessary definitions. This bill defines sex strictly as biological and erases trans intersex and non-binary identities. It also further enforces binary spaces in schools, shelters, prisons, bathrooms, locker rooms, etc. I think that is the exact bill that will actually, um, cause one of the bills is going to prohibit, trans people from being able to change their gender marker. And I think this is the one that will also make it to where they could potentially be forced to change their gender marker back. It's, oh my God. And it's also like not even, this isn't even like a post-op pre-op thing. Like it's not even related to your genitalia. It just makes it illegal to be trans basically. Yes. It's whatever you were assigned at birth. That's so ridiculous. Like, do they just expect gender to be, okay, men, you shop at Bass Pro Shop <laughs> and women, you, we need to wear a dress. Right. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It does, it, ugh, it's so, so frustrating. And like, uh, the other thing is like the, this question of what is a woman? What is the definition of a woman? Like, as if that is some In sort of, of checkmate uh, debate point. Like, and how does that matter? It's one of those things. There's even women that are like, this isn't okay. Like there are cis straight women that are saying this isn't okay because by this definition, I am not a woman because it talks about the reproductive capabilities. So a woman that has a hysterectomy would not be technically classified as a, a woman. woman. Yeah. These are just very uninclusive bills to the point that they are stupid and unenforceable. So, Get it together, Alabama. Come on. There's also the divisive concepts bill, and this bill would prohibit certain public entities, including state agencies, local boards of education, and public institutions of higher education from promoting or endorsing or requiring affirmation of certain divisive concepts relating to race, sex, or religion. Race, yeah. sex, or religion. Like, why are we why are we pushing against just thinking critically? You know, right? Why can't we talk about the fact that slavery and talk about slavery and its impact on black people today? The way critical race theory has become such like a buzzword of things that 
they want to prohibit. You know, it's like it's like why how what? Because like the point of critical race theory, right, is just to look at things from a critical and historical lens, right? And that's like the quick and dirty version of it, but like there's more to it than that. But if you are looking at, okay, so why was this founded? And how has this changed since then so for example i think i mentioned on the pod before i grew up in the southern baptist convention right and the southern baptist convention only exists because it's a result of the confederacy right so clearly there are some confederate uh meanings in the teachings of the southern baptist convention right like which are races which promoted slavery so of course there is gonna be some identifiable areas and this is something that not just it, it's not something that harms the Southern Baptist convention either. If they were to realize like, Oh, this is what it came from. You right. can start thinking critically and identify those areas so that you can be, be more inclusive as an organization. But ultimately they don't want to be inclusive. They just want to exclude people. Ultimately these straight white people, because that's the group that it is, do not want to acknowledge the dirty past. They don't want to acknowledge things like slavery. They don't want to, acknowledge things like displacing indigenous people, killing indigenous people, killing black people. They don't want to acknowledge things like Stonewall. They don't want to acknowledge other race, other religions outside of Christianity. And that's what this is about. And that's a fucking problem. And especially when you're going to talk about how religion is a part of it, because you're using religion for a lot of these arguments. And America was literally founded on freedom of religion, freedom from religion. Your religion shouldn't be making these laws. Exactly. And that's what's happening. And, you know, I, I think we've said this before, but I'm just going to go back to it again. Being a registered voter is more powerful than anything else you can do in these situations. So make sure that you are registered to vote. We have an election coming up just next year. It's going to be really important. We need to make sure that we're voting to have people who support queer issues in power. And we need to make sure that we as a state are voting no for these kinds of drag bans and anti LGBTQ plus legislation. Yeah. So if you do nothing else, just make sure you're registered to vote, please. And there's other things going on right now. There's an anti-trans athlete bill, which we had already had stuff like that with K through 12, but now they're trying to extend it to higher ed, higher ed. There's um, an anti-protesting bill that is going on. There is um, a bill that's going on. That's supposed to be prohibiting um, people to help, people absentee vote i there's a lot there's a lot going on right now i want to say that i heard something about um there was one for and please don't take my word 100 on this do your own research it's something i've got to i didn't have time last minute preparing this for today to do my 100 research i want to say there was one that was talking about removing children from affirming parents oh yeah that's florida um, so, I want to say that I had heard something about that for Alabama, but I know for a fact that was something that was included in Florida. Like this is dangerous stuff. Florida has actually been marked by three different organizations, the ACLU and like two other organizations, like dangerous for travel for LGBT people, people of color. And um, I think was it, immigrants or was it just people visiting from another country regardless florida has been like basically if you're a minority don't go to florida right now don't travel to florida 
Oh, yeah, that's a lot. And it's all very depressing. Like, and the thing that I take comfort in when I see these kinds of bills being passed is that, you know, people are talking about you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's the, it's the fact that like this pushback is only happening because progress is being made. Right. And progress is going to continue to be made. It may be two steps back, but that's because we've taken a hundred steps forward. Um, And we're going to continue taking those steps forward. And that has also become evident through this last story that we're going to cover today. And that is the, what's his name? Ted Nugent. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. He is a country singer who had, uh, who was originally scheduled to um, have a concert at Avondale Brewing. And he, uh, Avondale actually canceled the show after the community raised concerns of Tra- uh, of transphobic comments and when you look up ted nugent the first first picture you actually see is him um, performing at a donald trump campaign <laughs> it's not so. just transphobic comments there have been issues of ted nugent talking about like being really aggressive saying like the democrats were um like like rabid, rigged the election or something no, like rabid coyotes that need to be put down or oh something like literally like aggressive dangerous hate speech that is like like kid rock um he has also in the past had been sexually involved with um girls that were not quite of age yet jesus um and like my thing is the people there was alabama um al.com had posted an article about the cancellation and under the comment section people were like if you don't want to go support him don't buy a ticket and i'm like where's this energy whenever y'all are trying to cancel yeah, drag real no yeah the um, like, this isn't about the kids we have to support people who support us and i was very proud of mark cummings he's the owner right of owls on seventh yes and which is a, if you're not familiar with birmingham that is a local gay bar that we have in town and One of basically two that we have now because we're oh, active- yeah, our redacted park well i mean it's closed now our place is closed <laughs> um but Anyways, like they post or Mark posted that they would no longer be accepting beer from Avondale because of this show. And that to me seemed to be like the catalyst for all of this to happen. Well, also from what I understand, none of the Avondale employees were happy about it either. Good. Like none of the employees of Avondale Brewing were happy about it. Yeah. I mean, every time I've been to Avondale, it's been a very, in fact, we had Rocky Horror there once. Like it's been a, I a affirming space for queer people. Do a drag shows there. Yeah. I, so I think that this was just a one-off thing, a, a mistake, hopefully by um, a show producer. They've um, b- put the blame on Red Mountain Entertainment and Red Mountain Entertainment has not said anything. Mm. Well, at least he's gone. He ain't, he ain't coming here and he knows he's not welcome. If y'all want him, you can invite him to the Moody Blues Bar. Oh, wait, that burned down. Um, anyways, so yeah, I was uh, happy to see that that happened because to me, it's it's becoming clear that like people who are in the know and bring who, him to Hoover or something. No, not even Hoover. No, he Washington County. Y'all can have it. Bibb County. Bibb County. <laughs> Too close. Um, <laughs> but the, th- the, the thing to me that is becoming clear is that this community that we live in supports queer people. They support trans people specifically. Yeah. Um, when I hear people, when I tell people that I do drag locally, it is, I get nothing but support. I've never had a negative moment when I've been in the Birmingham community. So I'm very thankful for that. And I'm thankful that, that, the community came together for this to get canceled, to make a statement. 
Yeah, people are usually pretty supportive whenever I tell them I do drag. They're just like, what about the facial hair? Yeah. <laughs> so do you glue down your mustache or? <laughs> I get a bald cap for it. <laughs> Not the bald cap. All right. This has been a long episode. So I hope that this filled your hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fill my hole, daddy. For the last two weeks of be- four weeks of being off. Um, so we're going to close out with what we do every single week for our um, talk show episodes, which is our fawn of the week. Um, this is a chance for us to shout out someone or something in the community that uh, has been a positive moment. And um, I kind of have two uh, to make up for the last four weeks. Um, the first one is at, goes out to Addison and Amber Vontrell. I have been very, very proud of them for over the last four weeks, keeping up very closely with the activism that's been going on in response to the anti-trans bills. Um, Also, Amber in particular had a great showing at the Miss Central Alabama Pride pageant. I was really proud of um, her hard work for that. She she was very entertaining and and excellent. Um, But to both of them, thank you all so much for all the hard work that you've put in and sharing and spreading the word about how we are going to fight back against these bills. Um, But my other fawn of the week I can't fully express, but I just want to say that there are some things in development for uh, that my partner and I are working on that will hopefully meet a really big need in this community. And um, I think that there, because you know we've lost our place, there's other spaces that have been lost. Um, I'm hoping that we can uh, hopefully provide a way for more art to be platformed in this community. And I'm, we're working hard to make it happen. What about you? What's your font of the week? Uh, my font of the week is going to go to Karis, Kyle, and Twat. Just because I've <laughs> been in like a really rough spot lately with a lot. And they've really helped a lot. Like, I've had great conversations with Karis all the time. Like, getting emotional thinking about it she is like such a true sister to me that i would do literally anything for and like i talked to them on the phone literally like right after i got shot at and like they helped calm me down they were like this is what you need to do this is what you need to say when you get there and like really helped me navigate that and that was really important and also like they're always just so supportive of like my drag and as somebody that still does get self-conscious every once in a while it's nice yeah and like she is such a bubble bubble gum g-o-d-d-e-s-s that bitch is a goddess (laughs) and then like twat also like always such a light to the community doing such great things for promoting voices and the other night we went over there and made signs for the protest that's coming up. Like, yeah, just great people. They are great people. And Kyle, you're fine. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of flapping and fawning. So good to be back. Woo.
Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at Flapping and Fawning Pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta ta.